Hello and welcome to Look What You Made Me Read, the podcast all about books and making your best friend read the books that you want to read. And with you as always is me, Kat. You're one of one of two hosts and other one, <laughs> Val. Say hi, it's other me. one. <laughs> Hello, I am other one. <laughs> and um, you guys might have noticed if you checked your calendar, but we are officially in Spooky Month! It is October. It's Spooky Month, and obviously, you know what it is. It's Horror Month. We are reading (laughs) horror books. Uh, We're not breaking the mold or anything, because you gotta gotta stay classic. Gotta stay classic, especially when it comes to horror. Because what's better than horror, you know? Sometimes when I say horror, it sounds like I'm saying whore. Horror, yeah. Like, Horror. and I and I'm like, maybe I need to try to pronounce it a little more. <laughs> it's too many O's Strongly. and R's. Yeah. Horror. <laughs> Anywho, it's the first podcast of the month, which means me, Catherine, is the one picking the book, <laughs> and and I've decided to go for Sundial by Katrina Ward, which. The author might sound familiar to you guys because uh, last October I also picked Katrina Ward, <laughs> uh, a Katrina Ward book, uh, The Last House on Needless Street, which we both really enjoyed. So we did. Um, so this time we're talking about Sundial, which I finished approximately twenty minutes ago. So, so it would be perfect for doing a recap right now. You would think, but I also kind of <laughs> sped read, yeah. started speed reading it. So I'm not surprised. We'll see how it goes. That's my fault. I apologize. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, that was like. We can record today, and I'm like, yeah, I did not wait last minute to read this book. This is fine. You've not been uh, working all day and had a yeah. whole work day, and now yeah, you have to be it's on. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, I don't mind. Um, anywho, uh, before we get into that, I just have a couple things I need to talk about. Uh, please tell me. One is uh so silly but i was <laughs> thinking about it since um last podcast we briefly mentioned olivia rodrigo and yes. uh, and and i was like i re-listened to sour because i mentioned that i really liked her new album and you were like yeah, yeah. you're a big fan i'm like i'm an i'm a fan i wouldn't say a big <laughs> fan and then we had a whole conversation about it and I, I don't know, maybe at the time I did say I was a big fan, I can't remember, but I feel like <laughs> Sour has soured <laughs> a little bit for me. Oh, really? Uh, but for a very specific and silly reason. Um, okay. So, I was actually, so this also, a behind the scenes on my podcast notes, um, eons ago, aka two years ago, uh, the week, I believe, that Sour came out, I think it's when it came out, or maybe it was just when I listened to it, who knows, uh, we did the book, History is All You Left. Me. I think that's the title. Me. Okay, sorry. Me, <laughs> by Adam Silvera. I literally, th- that's why there's a silence, like a pause of silence. <laughs> it was me going like, is that the entire title, or is there a me? <laughs> Anywho. Uh, and I remember I had a whole, in my notes, I had a whole thing about how so many of the songs from Sour relate perfectly to the book History is All You Left Me. Because okay. like a lot a lot of the songs in Sour are all about like being broken up with and being replaced by someone, you know, like the song Deja Vu or Traitor or whatever. And yeah. that's exactly the pro- plot of History is All You Left Me. It, it's about, you know, this guy who who was like fully in love with this other guy who ends up breaking it off and and doing all the things they did with this new guy and there's more to it but there that's like a big <laughs> component uh to the book anyway so but now and and what you need to remember is uh if you've listened to that episode neither of us were huge fans of that book so now when I listen to Sour, so many of the songs make me think of this book <laughs> and this couple that pisses me off because like wow. 
the guy who like died, the ex-boyfriend, was like such a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> he was like I still think about the moment when he found like it was like Eskimo Kisses thing that they had, like this inside thing that the main character had showed him and then that guy went and showed his other boy. I was so shit. pissed about that. Yeah. I was still so pissed about that. that. Just thinking oh, about it. Sorry. That is shit. Anyway, I don't know why, but I felt I wanted to bring that up because I, I was like, maybe that's why I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm not that big of an Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> I feel like that might be the source of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I feel like, like you're definitely like the only person I think back then I talked to about Olivia Rodrigo yes. and I have a very vivid memory of someone telling me they were obsessed with the album and I'm pretty sure it was you. But I don't know about obviously upset, that has changed. Because we'll <laughs> well, I think by the time, because you were really behind on it. Very. I don't know. Very. I don't know. Who knows what we said. We could probably go back and listen to the podcast where we discuss it. Because uh, I'm pretty sure we discussed it on a podcast when you got into probably. Like, driver's license. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, you know, I can I... Can I handle uh, going through and listening to ourselves <laughs> talk? That sounds like hell. I don't know how you guys why, do it. <laughs> why dig up the past? Why? Let's anyway. leave the past in the past. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> now, the next thing I want to bring up, we're bringing ourselves back to the present. Uh, okay. Though, actually, maybe a little bit the past, because it was something that happened on TikTok like a week ago, which in Is TikTok, it the guy? Yes, I wanted yeah, to ask yeah. you. About I was going to talk to you I about this. I don't know if you had seen it. Um, yeah. Oh, I believe his name is Nate Lemke. Uh, that not sounds to, familiar. Not to, you know, out come him. On blast. <laughs> yeah, but I think he put himself on blast already <laughs> strongly. Oh my God, guys. It was the funniest, like, week on TikTok. Because, and the thing is, like, because I was like, when it started, this, like, drama, this is drama on book talk, I w- which I will go into. But uh, when it started, I was like, oh, this is funny. I want to talk about it on podcast. So I was like, let me just make sure I have, like, full context of what's happening. So yeah. I'm not, like, mis- misinterpreting the situation or whatever. So I went searching for, like, the original videos and blah, blah, blah. And then because I did that, TikTok was like, oh, so you want every single video about this situation (laughs) thrown out. And it, like, for, like, two days, my entire TikTok, I just kept getting so many stitches of that one guy. I love that for you. Uh, Yeah. So that was fun. But yeah, the gist of it is this guy, self-published guy, author, he was like, he's like, I'm, to promote my book, I'm going to be reading one book a day until my book gets on the New York Times bestseller. And I will generously give you ladies some crumbs and make sure to read female authors. Ooh. Okay, he didn't say it like that, but he was like... I've noticed that I have a personal blind spot where I haven't been reading, uh, like, female authors. I always gravitate towards male authors. So now I'm going to be, you know, reading a book written by a female author every day. And everyone was like, okay. Yeah, like, (laughs) um... (laughs) They're like, okay, so you're going to, like, use women... So, like, it felt very, like, pandering to this, like, largely female book talk audience, which we've talked about on the podcast before, how men often uh, go on book talk and pander so obviously to the women that are the main audience on book talk. Yeah. Uh, But, like, (laughs) and his attempt was just so clumsy. It was so funny. And, (laughs) uh, And also, like his reaction to the backlash because everyone was like okay so you're gonna use like the names of female authors to try to push your own book and you know it felt very disingenuous and and also to go however like I'm assuming he's at least 35 to go 35 years and like not be reading any female authors like literally big like big ick big red flag oh the other thing was all the books he had because he was standing in front of his bookshelf and he had so many red flag books behind yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't one like Catcher in the Rye? Catcher in the Rye was like very prominently like it was on 
a literal pedestal. Like, it was displayed so, like, it was so funny. And everyone was just, like, interesting. And then the next video, when he's kind of, like, talks about the backlash, uh, suddenly the red flag books are gone. (laughs) (laughs) And he replaces them with female authors. One of which, one of which was Colleen Hoover. (laughs) Oh no. He he replaced like a Lolita with, uh, it ends with us. I was like, wow. Like at least do your research, mate. If you're going to try, like, try harder. Like, like that, the fact that he had Colleen Hoover truly made me like, I'm like, oh, he is doing this. Yeah. for the views for oh, for, for people but, like obviously he was doing that but like like uh, it's clearly not even a book that you'd be he would potentially be interested in like clearly it's yeah. not in the type of books he like and like there's plenty of female authors that would read the types of book that he might like because he te- he seemed to like the kind of like maybe anti-hero kind of gritty books that's the kind of vibe he gave yeah and and, like, one of the first books he reads is uh, Bunny by Mona Awada. I think that's uh, the Oh, author. I think it's just Awad. Mona Awad. Awad, sorry. Awad. And, which I would see how that could be a book he might like. That makes sense to me. But then to have <laughs> It Ends With Us behind you, I'm like, come on. We, like, you just bought that. For the I mean, it's like the thing where you like probably just Googled, like, top. Book exactly talk books or made talk by female women. authors yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, but so in his like follow up uh uh video he uh, he also goes like <laughs> uh he was talking about bunny and he's like mentions like oh it's like mean girls uh meets dark academia but little did i know that the mean girls were here on book talk yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that line that line and then to follow that up with, uh, so people have been saying that it, it was exploiting female authors. Uh, if what do you guys think? Is that true? If so, like, what do you think I should do to uh, to make it better or whatever, like, to fix it? And I'm like, so you start by insulting us, and then you're requesting us to give you advice. Tell you, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Like, <laughs> like you can't insult us and then be like help me fix this situation please like (laughs) shut up (laughs) also i don't know like how true it is but i kept seeing a lot of info about how like his book is about like torturing women or something like that like being like i mean uh, so i i don't think i think that's definitely probably an extreme okay version like an exaggeration Uh, from what I gather from, um, excerpts of the book and from what he and other book talkers who have reviewed the book have talked about, it seems to be about, uh, it's, it's meant to be satire, whether that's done well is debatable, but about Mm. a man who, uh, has like a porn addiction and, and, and oh. it goes into, like, some really weird shit. Like, it goes into some weird fantasy aspects, dystopian okay. aspects of whatever. But okay. I think the whole point is about this man who has, whose mind has been, like, fucked up from, like, the internet and porn. And, and how I think it's meant to be looked at as his actions are so insane, so ridiculous, so, like... um bad that you're like laughing at him as the reader i just don't think i think most people are saying it isn't done well okay so uh, and it reads uh, more like something uh you know a 14 year old will read and not realize it's meant to be satire satire yeah 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 yeah. but because it's also not really done well as well yeah from what i gather i haven't read it myself uh you couldn't pay me enough to read it uh, <laughs> i i'm changing my next book, <laughs> next book i mean horror indeed i believe you could certainly call that a horror experience <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah anyway and, uh, but it also like he kept obviously the once he did the whole mean girl comment everyone just hated him even more so obviously. funny got yeah. so much more hate and then 
I, and then he started, I think, like spiraling and, and just yeah. like, people are crazy. And uh, his, uh, and his videos, didn't they go from like him sitting in front of his bookshelf with like a tripod to like him selfie mode, like walking around yes. the house kind of thing yes, in the exactly. dark. It's like so funny. And like, I just know he like complained about people review bombing him, which yes. I, I, I think that's bad. I don't like people who will give one stars to book they haven't actually read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. However, a few people did point out, funnily enough, that he there seems to be some fake five stars for his book. Oh, like no. there was quite a few five stars where the only book that account had read was his. So it kind of gave the he created accounts or potentially he made his friends create accounts. You know, so you know. There was, that was just kind of a bit funny, uh, but also that he, he said something like, oh, I thought you guys were against banning books, but you're going to do it to mine. I'm like, that's not what's <laughs> happening to your book. Your book is not banned. It's so, <laughs> it's so June Hayward from Yellow Face Code. It is, exactly. <laughs> and, and also just to put yourself as this victim as yeah. if you're in the same category of books that are being banned for, like, talking about racism or homophobia, or, like, like actually important issues. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was just ridiculous. But um, it was certainly an it, uh, entertaining saga. Very. It was very entertaining. I, I didn't go the whole... Um, I didn't get the algorithm issue that you did where I had like two days of it um but I'm glad you did because you get to tell me exactly what happened <laughs> all right so I think if there's nothing more to discuss uh we'll get straight into sundial let's do yeah. it all right so sundial Whew. you guys are <laughs> gonna, gonna love this I'm gonna gonna summarize this so well good Gosh. luck <laughs> yeah, okay. Who how okay, what am I what am I gonna say? <laughs> okay, so this is a book about Rob, who is a woman. <laughs> yeah. First plot twist. <laughs> Which by the way, when I started that book, I was like, Oh my god, is this gay? Same. I was, I was like, Oh my like, god. Oh my god. Because <laughs> like the first line like it's it it shows like Rob, so you're like, Okay, I'm in the POV of Rob, and yeah. it's like, I think my husband is cheating on me. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't want my gays to be having affairs, but yay, gay. And yeah. then, and then, and then it, I, like, literally for like a page and a half or something, there's no pronouns for the no. I. So I yeah. literally was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, and then it says she or mom or I don't know what. But yeah. I was like, oh. Wait, and then I go back and I'm like, I read that correctly. It didn't say Rob, right? <laughs> yeah. I had the exact same experience. Yeah, <laughs> was so confused for the longest <laughs> time. Anyway, so, um, and still, I would still sometimes get confused when I saw Rob because my brain would still <laughs> go to a man uh, yeah. when I'd see the name. Um, so Rob, our main character, woman, <laughs> um, she's having some family issues her husband, as we mentioned, having an affair. He sucks. He's a cheating scumbag. He has clearly some anger issues. Uh, he is messed up. But also, her oldest daughter, she has two daughters, her oldest daughter, Callie, who's 12 years old, seems to be displaying some troubling behavior, aka finding some animal bones in her room. Uh, yikes. And she's kind of also, like, obsessed with, like, murder and stuff like that. <laughs> So she's like, okay, I'm worried about this. She takes her daughter and goes to her old childhood home in the Mojave Desert, um, where she hopes to um, help her by kind of explaining uh, her own life story. So we get kind of like three-ish timelines. The two yes. main ones are, so Rob, when she was a teenager... And it's kind of, a, and this is her explaining to Callie, her daughter, how, like her childhood and how, it, how everything happened. <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. 
Um, and then there's the present where they're at the house and shit goes down. And then there's also some weird chapters about um, uh, Rob's writing this like uh, boarding school YA book. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna yes. go ahead and not talk about that part because I, I, I'm just not. Um, okay. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what to say about that to be honest like I kind of <laughs> see how it relates like she she writes this book using her like all her family's names and stuff like that and I kind of could see how she like uses them to process her own feelings and stuff like that uh, but also I think there's more a deeper meaning to that but I just finished the book and I haven't been able to stop <laughs> them so maybe you'll have a thought about them we'll see anyway will I maybe Knowing Val, no. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? She might defy expectations, guys. Maybe. <laughs> Keep you on her toes. Exactly. Um, so we learned that Rob grew up on, in this uh, house in the desert uh, with her twin sister, Jack, and her quote-unquote dad, Falcon, and his girlfriend yeah wife girlfriend Mia um I read this quickly sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) I feel like little details I like skimmed over at the beginning that I feel like were important and I was like shit (laughs) like (laughs) I I'll help you fill the gaps like at first like when so when we were going to the past like uh back then Rob or whatever um I did realize she was retelling this to Callie until later on. I was like, oh, shit. Has this been happening the whole time? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so this might be, like, the plot where Val misses major plot points. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but This one's not as bad, though. If you just miss some information, that's okay. Yeah. If you miss the plot of no, the book, yeah, exactly. that's different. <laughs> I think it's just, like, little details that I, I, I went too quickly and kind of, like, skimmed mm. over. But I don't think I missed any major plot points. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they're in this... Uh, they're, they breed dogs slash coyotes not exactly a breed but they they do like scientific experiments where they tame these wild dogs slash coyotes uh which by the way coyotes is one of those words i have a really hard time with and so i'm hoping i don't have to say it too many times um (laughs) so i'm gonna go ahead and just say wild dogs from now on (laughs) um and um they're they have a very sheltered life they're being homeschooled um and uh, her sister starts having some weird behavior as well. She st- tries to run away. A bunch of stuff happens. Um, basically, what happened was that when they were babies, their bebes. parents... What? Oh, I just said bebes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Val. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> just intrusive thoughts. <laughs> Um, so when they're babies, their parents, or potentially kidnappers, we're not positive, uh, were holding a bunch of kids in cages. They're terrible people. There's a whole legend about them in the book. I won't get into that. But, um, so basically when, when they escaped, when they were like five years old, um, they were pretty fucking traumatized. Shock of all shocks. Um, and Mm. Rob actually had to, uh, strangle at five years old, strangle the mom slash woman who was holding her captive. Uh, meth addict. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so she's very messed up in the head. Uh, she... Oh my god, I feel like I'm saying this so badly, guys. It's no, keep so going, you're doing hard. good. You're okay. doing great. Keep going. So much go. Because this is like at the end of the book we find all this out. It's kind of like a twist <laughs> for us. Um... <laughs> For you guys, it's the beginning of the book. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, Basically, they're very traumatized children. When they get found by Falcon and Mia, they decide to keep them and raise them and also experiment on them. Kind of do Uh the same process that they do with the wild dogs in taming them. So they inject them with something and there's a whole clicker thing. 
You, you guys get it. You get the vibe. Yeah, um, yeah. easy to follow. <laughs> um, you know, they inject them with something that mellows them out. But um, basically, if they kind of get into contact with some, like, triggering things, it could, uh, the effects of the, like, whatever they got injected could get reversed. So, like, at one point, Jack gets an MRI, and that um, claustrophobia triggers her... Uh, trauma so she's another and i i don't know how to say this but like gets less tame (laughs) uh so she starts uh, having some like very troubling behavior um and so falcon and mia kind of like uh, keeps a closer eye on her and and uh, tries to keep her at the place at the house farm and but rob is able to go to university and have a bit of a life um, until she meets Irving. <laughs> I can't mind to say Irvine. Irving, <laughs> uh, who's her husband, the cheating scumbag. Um, he also was super gross and was having a sex with a 17-year-old. Listen, uh-huh. I... We won't get into all that, but basically he was working for Falcon for a while. Um, and, uh, almost ran off with her sister, Jack, but, uh, they managed to get her before that. But, uh, so when Rob meet, uh, <laughs> meets Irving in the real world, once she's gone off to university, they struck up a romance, which I'm like, girl, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she gets pregnant. She brings him home. He sleeps with her sister. He gets her pregnant. They're both pregnant. Um, she dumps what him. What a scumbag. Literally the biggest scumbag in the world. Um, <laughs> she dumps him because he had sex with her sister. Um, she goes back home. She leaves university, goes back home to uh, help Jack in her pregnancy and, you know, also for her pregnancy. Unfortunately, uh, Jack kind of has an episode, I'll say that, and um, beats <laughs> Rob, punches her in the stomach multiple times until she miscarries. Uh, whether she was aware of the pregnancy or not, I suppose is debatable, but let's be real, she knew. She knew. No. Um, and, you know, and so the kind of climax of what happens in the past is that when Jack is giving birth, um, the dogs, one of the wild dogs had, or actually I should say Jack, uh, triggered the dog because it was having issues. They re-injected the dog and uh, Jack wanted to test if it was truly able to be tame. So Jack triggered the dog and then let him out of the cage and was like, let's see if he's really tame. <laughs> and spoiler alert, he was not tame. <laughs> uh, the wild dog ends up killing Mia, Falcon, and Jack um, after she's given birth. But Rob and Jack's daughter, Callie, what? That's right. It's her daughter from before. Um, <laughs> survive. And so uh, she buries her sister. And Irving shows up, the scumbag, and he's like, uh, you don't look like you were pregnant, but you have a baby in your arms. Um, and then she's like, shit, he's gonna, he's gonna be in trouble. So she, she, she like placates him. She's like, I'll be a good wife for him if you let me have Callie. Because technically it's his kid uh and he's like all right sounds good and so (laughs) then proceeds their marriage of terribleness where he treats her like shit and you know has multiple affairs and uh actively tries to turn callie against her uh he's clearly a sociopath um oh clearly yeah (laughs) and then so she tells this whole story to callie um, about her past uh, to make her understand how like the whole worry is about how Jack uh, could have been giving these genes on to Callie you know so she's like Jack was getting bad so I think Callie is now also getting bad um, and the, th- the thought was that she was going to inject Callie with the thingy that makes you tame and, uh, but 
Yeah, you almost that. <laughs> I know, right? But of course, Irving shows up. He's like, oh, bitch, I think I'm going to kill you instead uh, to Rob, obviously, because he's like, I think that sounds better. I'm just going to kill you and everything's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> you know, classic, classic Irving way, you know? <laughs> And, uh, but whole thing happens, a whole kerfuffle, and, uh, Rob ends up killing Irving, which was the plan all along, bitch. She knew he was gonna come, and she manipulated him in her, like, text and how she reacted to him to get him to come so she could kill him. And she was never gonna inject Callie, as she realized that, uh that the problem with Callie was that what she was seeing in her parents, she was reflecting back. So like all that terrible sociopathic behavior that her husband, his, her dad was, uh, was showing Callie was mimicking because she was, you know, daddy's little girl. So that she, she was like, if I just get him out of the picture, we can rebuild, we can make this work. Um, however, uh, Twist! Another twist, guys! Twist alert! Um, <laughs> it turns out Callie was actually covering for her little sister Annie, what? who's the little darling, and she's Annie's the one who was a sociopath. What? Bow! And that is pretty much the story. So, uh, but, so they're like, shit, we left Annie alone with, uh, with the neighbor who was also the woman that Irving was having an affair with, and Annie was like, I'm gonna kill this bitch because she is getting in the way of my parents' marriage. <laughs> so they're like, uh-oh, Annie might have killed her. So they speed off to go stop Annie, and that's the end of the book. We never find out if actually Annie managed to kill the neighbor lady. I think she did. Come yeah, on, she had so she had so. so much time to do it, and she had a perfect. She put the little heart thing, the yeah. star thing in the window. Exactly, she definitely did it. She definitely did it. Um, also, I don't know. Okay, so I feel like I need to like reread the passages about the boarding school, about the mom's a book about Rob's <laughs> YA book she was writing about the yep because. So, I thought, okay. <laughs> so, for the longest time, I was reading and I was like, I think that Rob is actually Jack. Like, at one pi- point, they switched. And then they, because so, they kept, Callie kept bringing up, the daughter kept bringing up how her mom doesn't wear contacts. Why does she have contact solution? Why is she rubbing her eye like she has contacts, but she doesn't have contact? And the only difference between the two, because they're twins, was their eye color. Ooh. So I think, but, so I had this theory about it before the eye contact. I was just like, I just feel like they switched spots. And then like, and then when in the recount of the story, uh, like Irving shows up, he's like, oh, you weren't pregnant. Uh, and you're clearly not pregnant or whatever. Um, so I was like, wait, so she wasn't pregnant. So it was, it wasn't. Cause I, I was thinking the time it switched was, Jack wasn't the one who died by the dog. It was Rob and Jack left with her own baby. But mm-hmm. now, but, uh, but then I was like, oh, okay, so I was just wrong. But then you get, you got more hints in the present about the contacts. And I was like, oh, I think they did switch, but then it's never revealed. I'm thinking maybe there's a hint in the books, in the parts about the boarding school where yeah. it's like implied, but I just, I don't, I don't think I paid enough attention during those passages. No, but to, seriously, to I, I had the yeah. same thought of they switched at some yeah. point. I thought that as well. And even Callie says it like she thinks it as well at some point. But I never clocked on about the contact lens thing. That's so clever. Yeah. I think there is so something to that. I'm thinking maybe the moment where Jack basically uh, kills the unborn baby that Rob was carrying, I think maybe that was switched. Maybe it was actually mm. Rob who, because because she was always pissed because she wanted to be the one who was pregnant and she wanted to be yes. the first and she and like I think maybe she, and and like wait no that yeah yeah exactly and maybe she didn't like how like 
like Jack wasn't taking care of her baby. Sorry, I'm like I'm thinking it through as I'm talking right now, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she didn't like how she was taking care of the baby in terms of like herself. She wasn't taking care of herself, so maybe Rob snaps and actually beats up Jack, and Jack loses the baby. But, like, in the story, it's not told that way because it's being recounted in, quote-unquote, Rob's perspective, right? So maybe she yeah. just changed up. That. That's my theory, at least. I don't know how accurate it is. Anywho. I mean, it kind of makes sense. And I do like the idea of, like, a twist that's not even, like, some kind of revealed. hidden twist that just kind of, like, Hinted keeps you guessing. At. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I just, I need to reread those passages. I feel because there's, there's a lot about, like... About this, like, witch who takes over bodies and stuff like that. So it's like, there's gotta be something in there that I wasn't picking up on 100%. There's definitely something in there I wasn't picking up on because I truly didn't understand what these were about. <laughs> these chapters yeah. were about. Um, but anyway, I feel like I've been talking for 20 years. So Val, tell me what you thought about this book <laughs> and talk. <laughs> I. Okay, this book's freaking weird i'm not like when it was the, like little dog little bowler hat things in their brain started happening i was very confused um yeah. i so i think it's really interesting that so in the beginning obviously it's like a very different book to the last house on nuda street yeah. but then she starts doing this uh, pale Callie. Yeah, once you get into, dog like, thing, a Callie's perspective, you're like, oh, now it's giving Last like, House on the list. This street. is 100%. I was like, wow, she really has a type when it comes to, like, the way yeah. she writes. I was like, this is, like, her signature. It's, like, fully that yeah. kind of book. Um, but, yes, I think it was a strange book. I don't think any of the characters were particularly likable, but maybe that's the point. Were what? Um, because particularly likable. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which could be the point, but also yeah. sometimes that's hard to read. Yeah. Um, and when you think about like, so there's a lot of this type of book where it's like mum versus daughter. They like hate each other. And then there's a dicky husband as well. So you think True. about like the push or I recently uh, read like we need to talk about Kevin, which is very similar. Or I can't think of any, teeth. but I'm sure there's loads. Baby teeth. Baby teeth. I've not one. read that, but yeah. so it's like this genre of book um yeah which seems to come out a lot but one thing i can definitively say is even though all the husbands typically in these books are shitheads irving probably takes the cake oh yeah he's probably number one shithead the biggest shithead out of yeah. all these husband shitheads because i was like in the beginning it's like oh their marriage has fallen apart maybe at some point they loved each other no as you <laughs> go on and you read the book yeah he was always a piece of shit <laughs> Dude, and the I red was... flags were clear from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. It's like he had a bookshelf behind him with Catcher in the Rye or something, you know? The yeah. red flags <laughs> were there. He literally, on their first date, he, like, grabbed her hair, no, and, like, <gasps> pulled it really hard. And then she kissed him. I was like, yeah, what are you doing? Literally, what are you doing, girl? And she <laughs> she also knew that he had, like, had sex with a 17, or his her her sister when she was 17, and, like, uh, almost yeah. kidnapped her basically yeah <laughs> and, he's, like, and she's like no it's cool and i know she had her own issues as well yes okay, 100%. fair enough she grew up in a cult kind of thing but i also think it hugh i felt so bad for the restaurant owner of the french oh my god literally i thought about it for like 20 minutes after i felt so Same. Bad for him. i felt horrible <laughs> i genuinely felt so terrible so it's so yeah. silly but i like the way it's written is honestly heartbreaking um yeah they go to this french <laughs> restaurant and irving speaks french i guess and he and he literally annotates the menu and fixes every error in the menu and then like hands it back and the owner is like so sad because he couldn't put like put his heart into this menu and like yeah. sure maybe had errors but who gives a shit uh, and he was so sad about it and I was truly heartbroken <laughs> and and she stays with him after that and she stays I would have been like gone. bye bitch literally uh, but yeah, a she terrible is, human being she's clearly uh, has uh, many uh, issues <laughs> yes 
Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I'm like still thinking about, yeah. like, I think I like it, <laughs> I yeah. think, but I'm still confused. And also I don't think I like the ending. I was, I think the ending is quite unsatisfying. And I remember like turning the page and being like, cool, next chapter. And it was like the afterword or the acknowledgements. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't like that thrilled with the ending. I think I really enjoyed the ending. I think, um. Oh. I think, I, like, the middle part of the book is where it dragged for me, and I was kind of getting... Mm-hmm. So, like, the beginning I thought was really intriguing, and then you kind of get into Callie's point of view, and I'm like, oh, this again. <laughs> and then we get yeah. into oh, the past, and I'm like, oh, the past felt like it was going on forever. <laughs> uh, and I was getting a, yeah. a little bored at the beginning, but I think it, I, I... But once you get into, like, the climax of, like, the past where the dogs attack, and then... Irving shows up, and then the twist of Annie, and and like you're not sure if Cal if Rob is Rob or if she's Jack, and it's like I I really enjoyed the last like twenty uh, percent of the book or whatever. Like I uh, for me it was very satisfying. I was I was like what's happening? Yeah, yeah. I because I liked most of the ending. Like I liked. Irving showing up and I liked her killing him obviously that was Um, I liked like Callie and Rob having their little moment where it's like it really was the best weekend ever and she's like oh you're such a weird child I thought that was cute (laughs) yeah Um, that was good (laughs) (laughs) it's the best weekend you're fucking weird but okay (laughs) that's really sweet that Um, was sweet I like the twist of Annie as well I just think there was like so much happening at the end yeah. and then it kind of just qu- very quickly kind of got stopped, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. I, I do. And I think for me, for some reason, for me, it worked. Like I just, enjoy- I yeah. like that. I think because the unexpectedness of it, like I was yeah. also expecting more and it just ended and I kind of liked it. I was like, oh, that was jarring, but in a good way. I don't know. For <laughs> me, it was at least. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Um, it's quite different. I mean, like, it's not necessarily like a horror horror. Like, yeah. there's horrific thing elements to it. Um, but what if you compare it to the last house house on Needless Street, which maybe also isn't like a traditional horror. Yeah, I but think they're like are... really interesting, like mind fuck kind exactly. of exactly. I mean, it does describe a decent amount of gore, so I feel like yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess the dog part is pretty gruesome. That's pretty yeah. horrible. Yeah, I, I, the like, I pictured it like obviously as I was reading it, and I was like, that yeah. would be so fucking like intense as like a movie yeah. scene. Like, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I, felt sad for the dogs as well. Mostly, I, I do. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think, I think in my mind, I was thinking, I, I feel like I managed to kind of like distance myself a bit from it by just like just seeing like coyotes and it didn't feel as like <laughs> traumatizing if it was going yeah. coyotes oh my god I'm struggling again <laughs> with the word uh, <laughs> then dogs so anyway uh, I it didn't affect me as much I think maybe that's why but yeah yeah because they kept saying oh like the dogs like came running over wagging their tails I was like stop it Make shut me. up <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, I guess I, I quite like the, I mean, I, the middle part is, you're right. Like, it's not a long book. It's like 300 pages, but the middle part is, feels very long. Yeah. But I do like the descent into like chaos of the yeah. sister, like Jack and Rob's relationship, like just how insane it gets from like how mm. close they were at the beginning. Like, yeah. cause sometimes I think when you're trying to do that in books, like a lot of authors rush that, but this is like, you can actually see where they got to how they yeah. got to actually despising each other. <laughs> well, Rob despising point. Jack more so. Yeah. That's a, a very good point, because, like, it did feel like it was dragging in the middle, but almost you needed to do that to make that point, to make that yeah. uh, relationship dynamic make sense. Um, and not feel rushed, like you said. So I guess it's yeah. a balance, but um, you're right. Uh, I did think uh, the way that the relationship plays out was very fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. She's a very good writer. 
I I, definitely a great writer. Um, and I, and I, you know, as much as like, I, I mean, I think I liked, I liked the last house on needless street more than this one, but I think like you just have to like go into it knowing that like something's gonna happen. So you're gonna want to keep reading. And I feel like (laughs) I kind of had a similar feeling with the last house, like where like maybe at the beginning I was like, I'm not too sure about this, but it gets so crazy that it totally made up for it. And I think we literally said it on the podcast as well. We were like, we weren't sure, but then it was great. (laughs) Exactly. So I think like this is similarly, maybe not as enthusiastic as I, as I am for the last house. Uh, but I think it's still does a similar, uh, has a similar vibe where I think it's worth the wait in the end for me. Uh, yeah. but I, I think the last house is a bit more engaging, a bit more, Agreed. bit more like shocking as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. The twists are a lot more. Uh, less yeah or I, like in a bit the less predictable yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly Sorry. um and i was gonna say something else but i've literally just forgotten uh, oh it was about the the ya the little ya sections like yes they probably do tell you so much because obviously they're there for <laughs> a reason but it also be. it was kind of boring <laughs> it <laughs> That's was like, it's, not, it's not a good book <laughs> i yeah i'm like no the no one's reading that. <laughs> no one's gonna buy that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't really care, to be honest. I wish, like, yeah. if there was a message in there, I wish it had been told in the actual story and not in that format. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. Because I think, like, by the third time that one of those segments happened, I was just like, Skim, skim, skim. All right, back to the story. Yeah. Also, I know you're trying to write like a weird 12 year old with Callie, but the like sad face thingy stuff was really annoying as well. Okay. (laughs) You know what? You're an annoying child. (laughs) I kind of thought that at first, but okay, so like Callie had this habit of saying emojis out loud, loud, (laughs) like sad face, but like I genuinely laughed out loud at the end when she's like, I think she's like running from her dad and she's like, scream emotion, scream face, or something like that. And I just genuinely thought that was hilarious. That is great. Uh, it was like, like near the end or something like that, but so, it just like kept popping up like randomly. And to be honest, I ended up kind of loving it. I, I get how it would be just annoying for some people, but for some reason my brain was just like, this is like at first I was like this child is fucking annoying and I think it would be yeah. 100% annoying in real life but it just yeah. ended up being really <laughs> funny to me and when it got more serious like <laughs> yeah it, it honestly I enjoyed it <laughs> it was like blue blue frozen icy face I was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> Did you write any notes in the 20 minutes between Well, I wrote a couple of and... notes while I was listening, but um, yeah, a lot uh, at the beginning was just like uh, I was just like, why the like, oh, what is uh, Rob doing? Like, why is she still with this Irving guy? Like, I know! It's so confusing. But also, I will say, like, there's a, a scene at the beginning where she's talking about, like, her relationship with Rob when they're married like the first time he hits her he says something yeah. like oh you know i won't hit you again i'll in fact i'll lure lure you into this like sense of security mm. i'll make you fall yeah, back yeah. in love with me and when you least expect it i will leave you and take callie with me and i was like psycho well no but i was just like this is the dumbest shit you can say like the fact that you said that how would anyone ever feel safe ever again like maybe that's the whole point but like but that's the point that's exactly the point but like the threat is stupid because it's like you're not gonna make them fall in love with you at this point obviously so that beginning part just felt silly like 
But I don't know, because when you think about her as a person and her personality, like she even said, like the the she sees um it wasn't abuse as passion, but it was like something like that. Like mm, yeah, the danger yeah, yeah. is like passionate for her or something. Right, and she right, does right. have that like insane yeah, connection right. to him. And I think he thinks that as well because anytime he uh she does the like forgive me thing to placate him as well. Right, so that's she... true. I think I think she makes him believe that that's exactly. a possibility. You're right, you're right. Yeah. It was just like yeah. like but also when you're reading it at the time before you know any of Rob's issues. Uh, it just seems like a like well why did you warn me now that you've warned me that you're gonna do this <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna follow up with you <laughs> it was more of a like before I knew I like I, I knew there had to be more to it because I was like yeah. why would any woman stay at this point you're like, telling me your whole plan like what yeah. are you doing <laughs> yeah what are you like some Batman villain <laughs> who's gonna yeah. Uh, yeah uh, but I was just like, there's got to be more to this story. And I was like, is is Rob, like, a terrible person, too? Is that what's going to happen? Which is not what would happen, which I'm kind of happy with. But, uh, I mean, yeah, not great. True. But I still think Irving wins the medal for the worst one in this book. But Oh, 100%. I mean, Rob at least tried sometimes. Yeah, exactly. She's still annoying, but I, I, she I was think, trying. But also, she's a major product of the trauma she uh, faced as a child. Yeah, she's had some some trauma. Some major trauma. Just a little bit of trauma. Anywho, um, let's go into casting. Yes. Don't we normally do rating before casting? Let's do. Let's go ahead and do rating. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you rate this, Val? I would give this a three. I'm gonna go three point five. Nice. I, I don't know if it's gonna translate to a three or a four on Goodreads yet. I'm gonna have to sit See with how that you one feel. for a little bit. I yeah. Thankfully, on Storygraph, I don't have to worry. It's just a three point five. Love that for you. God bless Storygraph. Um, Jealous. Yeah. As if, like, you're unable to have Storygraph. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's oh, just an effort, you know. If only it was available to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we will be casting uh, Falcon and Mia, which are the parental figures um, yeah. in Rob's life. Um, Irving, the douchebag husband, and Rob slash Jack they're twins, so you can go ahead and cast the same person twice and do a whole parent trap thing, you know? Yes. Um, so, we'll start off by our, our boy, our, our, our man of the house, Falcon. <laughs> um, yes. So, I just picked someone who looks like they could also be called Falcon in, in another lifetime. That's 100% that's how I went. <laughs> <too. laughs> yeah. I did Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's a great pick. Um, Thanks. And also, can I just say, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Whoo! He's attractive. I know. He's foin. attractive. Foin, foin, he foin. foin. And he just keeps getting foiner. Oh my god, he doesn't stop. Like, yeah, I, I actually think he genuinely gets so much foiner. Foiner, sorry. Foyna. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like I think of him when he was on Grey's Anatomy. He was like, he was fine. He's okay. But now, he's fine. <laughs> now he's fine. Now he's fine. So my Falcon, also I think he could totally be called Falcon, is Nick Offerman. Love. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And for Mia? Mia, I went with Sophie Oconedo. Oconedo? Oconedo. Sophie, I obviously, I know who that is. Sophie you will Oconedo when you see her. Oconedo <laughs> is, of course. Oh, yeah. What do I know her from? Uh, um, yeah. Lots of things. Okay. But I can't think of one, but yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've seen her in things. <laughs> <laughs> stuff uh, and things. Stuff and things. And, you know, all the things and stuff she's been in. Anyway. Um, I went for Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. From cool. From the 
Fast and Furious franchise. I'm going to another thing, but for some reason that's all I can think of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it, to be uh, fair. Yeah, that's the main thing. But I just that's think, the main I kind thing. of thought of Mia's yeah, have that kind of like almost badass vibe. And that's yeah. why Michelle Rodriguez kind of came to mind. Um, She for- was African-American, though. I will say that. Just to I let you know. You might have skimmed over that. that. <laughs> yep, I 100% missed that. And can I just say in the past when you have missed those, I just did no, not No, you can't. <laughs> you cannot. There's, I think there's... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe she called me out. And I yeah, could have called just... her out in other ones, but I actually didn't. <laughs> You call me out all the time for my yeah, casting Yeah, but for there is things, actually, so... I remember one of the holiday ones for last year, uh, I did not call you out on. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't even remember. Okay. You, uh, you have to let me know, though, because I think Yeah, I'll funny. have to let you know. I can't remember which one it was. Um, anyway, I think it was the one you picked last year. The, 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 there was some kind of, The like, policeman one? It was, like, gay mystery. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it was that one. I could be wrong. Anywho, it doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just immediately had to call Val out as soon as she called me. Yeah, out. you immediately <laughs> I, got I get defensive. Very defensive. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Irving, our, our lovely Irving. Lovely Irving. I went with Joel Edgerton because sometimes he looks like a bit of a psychopath. And oh, I, I like think that. I know. <laughs> um, I think I know who that is. Oh, it, it was not who I was thinking. But yeah, oh, I really? could I could totally see him working hundred percent. I I just I just had a picture of someone else. I think his name is also Joel, but um Oh okay. Because I because I also thought he has to be like at least kind of good looking enough to get so many women. Oh, hundred percent, yeah, definitely. So yeah. No, I think uh, uh it's a good pick. Uh, I don't think I've actually ever seen him in anything. Really? That's interesting. I don't know. Um, I could be wrong. <laughs> I often am. <laughs> uh, I went uh, for Sebastian Stan. Ugh. I, oh, I don't like thinking of him. I know, like right? That, but but I, I, it's a but good I choice. Think, <laughs> I think watching Fresh as well, like, like put that idea oh, okay. in me, like yeah. someone who could be, who could easily be charming but also it turns out to be a psycho you know mm-hmm. um yeah and um last but least, rob slash jack slash jack um so again i kind of just went with like i think callie at one point says she's like very blonde and kind of looks like a bird or a doe or something like that Dude, so i, I went with natalie that. dormer oh <laughs> But no, that's great. I, I, it actually works really well with who I ended up picking. But oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, Nellie Dorman, that's great. Actually, I think that's a very good pick. I think that you nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. Thank you. Um, I went above and beyond. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. And in fact, I casted two different people for uh, Rob and Jack. Wow, show off. I'm such a show off. And I've casted Dakota and Elle Fanning. Oh, great. Oh, that's so good. Isn't that iconic? And I was really, like, really good. <laughs> I was thinking Dakota for Rob and Elle for Jack, which in my head makes sense, even though Elle. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're twins, and but Elle's younger. But it makes sense because you'd only see Elle up until a certain point because she dies. Yeah. Yeah, true. So it, it works. It works, guys. Trust me. Yeah, and they both look so young anyway, so it kind of yeah. works. However, if you're going to go... Yeah, they both look young, but so I think it could work in terms of flashbacks. You could still use the same actress like Dakota yeah. as her as like... 17 to 20 to even 30 like i think if you just like style it right it still would totally work either way yeah um 
I think the only problem was if you actually played, I, I, this is me overthinking it, guys, shocking, uh, if you played <laughs> with the whole potential, the possibility of Rob actually being, being Jack, the same. then yes. it wasn't, didn't quite work, and in that case I would just cast Dakota Fanning and Axe L. Fanning, sorry girl, Yeah, uh, to make it work, but. Wow. No, Considering I, think that's great. I didn't pay attention to any of the descriptors, I think I did yeah. not too bad. Great job. Great at least, job. At least, she, at least Mia's not white. I didn't cast a white person, so... No, and I Something. think, honestly, like, the vibes are there. Yeah. The vibes are definitely there. The vibes there. are there, yeah. Thanks, I appreciate you placating me. Yeah, that's okay. That's what we do here. <laughs> yeah, we either uh, argue or placate. Yeah. <laughs> we never know which direction. <laughs> So that is um, it for Sundial that is by it. Katrina Ward. Well done. Thanks. Well done, us. Um, if you guys didn't understand the plot, I am sorry. There's only so much a gal can do. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't. It was, like, so easy to follow. And honestly, I think that's on you guys as listeners. To ha- like, you should have <laughs> just read the book before you started listening to the podcast. That's I mean, not that's, me. we're, not, we're not here to read the book to you. We're just yeah. here to badly, badly recap and review badly review review. as well (laughs) yep uh next time uh it's my pick and we are going to be reading tell me i'm worthless by alison rumfit how exciting you know yes you know part of the reason that um i was so late reading this book is that for some reason, I had it in my head that the next book I had to read was Tell Me I'm Worthless. So I was like, okay, oh. I gotta get that from the library. I don't know why my brain got mixed up. I think as soon as you told me the <laughs> title, I'm like, okay, that's what I'm reading next. And so I got confused. And then I was like, shit, it's actually Sundial I'm supposed to be reading. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start reading Sundial? Yesterday. Wow. I mean, that's pretty good. That's fast. Thanks. It was so any mistakes is understandable, right guys? <laughs> yes, we forgive you. Thank you. This is a place of forgiveness. Appreciate that. I need that. Um, alright, we'll see you guys in two weeks. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.